we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 2nd, 2012. And the last and I believe final part, we're going to be covering a lot of things with these earth changes and the whole end of 2012, end of the Mayan calendar, um, a lot of the cataclysmic, ominous things that are going on in that regard. So, I get a lot of questions, and we've got a lot of questions over the year, over this whole 2012 end of the Mayan calendar, December 21st thing. So, I think it's important to take a, a, a little look at what do the Mayans actually say. Not to say that this is our, our gold standard, but all the stuff about the end of the world, what you're going to see is the Mayans aren't even saying that. It's not the end of the world from a biblical standpoint. It cannot be. There's no Bible for that. Um, and even the Mayans. Here, the first clip I'm going to play you. Mayan shaman elders. Prediction for December 21st, 2012. Not the end of the world, but the return of the ancestors and men of wisdom. Now, to me, that's the important part. Let's just go ahead and roll this clip first, and then and then we can... Uh, we can comment on it as we go. So this is a lady interpreting for a Mayan elder shaman guy. And um, we'll go ahead and roll this. Do you have a message to humanity that you would like to Una, uh, otra, Para finalizar, dice que si usted tiene un mensaje para el mundo, ¿qué le, qué le pueden decir al mundo? Pues a todos los hermanos donde llegue este mensaje que estoy hablando con ustedes. To all my brothers and sisters who listen to this message. Estas palabras no son míos, es de los abuelos. First of all, these words are not mine. They are words of my ancestors. En la profecía de los mayas está. It is in the Maya prophecy. En el tiempo de los Ebactum. That in the time of the twelve Bactun, and thirteen Ahau, it is the return of the ancestors. It is the return of the men. So it's the return. This is the December twenty-first date that we're we've all heard about. Okay, it's the return of the ancestors and men of wisdom. Now, to me, that's. I never bought into the whole end of world thing anyway, I, I, just because I believe the word of God. There's no Bible for it. But this part, huh, this part got my attention. Because we could be going into a time where we're going to be seeing this literal, as the New Agers would say it, the, the, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, that old song they used to sing back in the 60s. The end of the Piscean Age, which they say was dominated by Jesus, who they just call one of their ascended masters, these gods that supposedly created us, these ascended masters. They're kind of waiting in the wings and getting ready to make their big debut to humanity to make sure that they straighten out all of our problems and let us know that they created us and that we're their little science project. And you know what? If we want to achieve godhood, we're going to have to follow them when they come back. And they're going to pose as the saviors to all different religions. Most likely the Antichrist is going to pose as the savior to all the main religions. The much awaited, they're much awaited saviors. And this is why I've done these studies on Maitreya. Whether he's, whether he's the Antichrist or not, I do believe 
him and these Ascended Master characters are going to play a big part in the end time delusion slash deception that's coming. And this return of the ancestors and the men of wisdom. See, he says the return of the ancestors. Well, they say they created us. If you look at what does the ancient astronaut theory teach, what do most of these alien shows teach? Prometheus. Mission to Mars. Just go to Mission to Mars and and, and key in final scene, Mission to Mars. There's a pretty good synopsis right there. A large gray alien telling an astronaut, basically, you know what? We had a lot of problems on our planet a long time ago, so we we chucked this uh, space pod toward Earth, which essentially seeded Earth with all living organisms. And, you know, we've been away a long time. We packed a big suitcase. But you know what? We wanted to make a return visit because we wanted to see our little science project was working out. Now, this is what they teach. This is the ancient astronaut theory. This is what intelligent design is actually based on. It's not based on God creating us in in the universe in six days, like the Bible talks about in Genesis, like Jesus Christ doing that. No, it doesn't teach that at all. The ancient astronaut theory, which is what intelligent design is based on, is based on this intelligence, these intelligent beings that came here and created us a long time ago and seeded our planet. And, and, there, and we, you know, this is how evolution came to pass. These, these um, whatever they seeded the planet with eventually evolved into, you know, what we have today. And man being one of those species. Whenever I hear somebody saying, like Jones does, Alex Jones, he always referring to mankind as a species. That's exactly the way that the Big Brother New World Orders boys refer to us as. And I just don't like that. Because we're created in God's image. You know. I'm not on the same level as a dung beetle. No offense against the dung beetle. Okay, I don't want to offend him. But anyway. Um, so yeah... When he says the return of the ancestors and men of wisdom, wow, that's pretty heavy duty. Because I think that's what we need to be on the look for. What What is the United Nations obsessed with? I mean, I talked about this last week. With World Goodwill and with Madame Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and all these New Agers over the last hundred plus years, what have they been predicting? What have all their channelings been predicting? The age of Aquarius, when when the godmen come back to straighten everything out on planet Earth, to impart their wisdom, to and also so that we can achieve godhood and we can be as gods, which is the same temptation the serpent gave to Eve in the, gar- Eve in the Garden of Eden. He should be as gods. Same deal, different day. And... They talk about, like, with the United Nations and World Goodwill and these organizations that support them, where they, once a year, they will do what they call the, um, I think it's the Day of Invocation, where witches and warlocks and everybody like that, pagans, New Asians, will say these prayers on specific days in order to bring about... Now, they call him in the prayer the Maitreya, the coming world teacher, the coming world leader. That's who they say they're waiting for. That's what 
their writings have indicated. So when everybody says, oh no, it can't be Maitreya, I'm like, well, all I'm saying is that's who the UN, World Goodwill, most high-level New Agers and Luciferians are saying is coming. Not Prince Charles, not Obama, not a lot of other, okay? Now, if it turns out to be one of them, okay, well, then that's, okay. All I'm saying is that that's what they're saying. That's why I've done so many teachings on Maitreya. Because they know who they're looking for. The New World Order boys. They, they know specifically who they're looking for. And they've indicated who they're looking for to come on the scene. So I think it's going to be, you know, Maitreya and a cadre of these other supposed ascended masters, which are heavily linked into the UFO phenomenon and movement. Some of them claim to be. One of them, called Hanton, calls himself creator god of the universe. I'm not making this stuff up. Kian ascended, or masters, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, if you want to know more about this, or Maitreya. And you'll, you'll learn. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to tell you what they're saying. Not really what, you know. Yeah, not to say I don't have any opinion on it, but this is what their literature indicates. Um, Hanton says he's the creator god of the universe. I mean, you know, just blasphemous. And he also admits that he's a large gray alien. Hmm. They're heavily tied in with the UFO movement, with that phenomenon. Many of them claim to, that they can shapeshift into other forms. Why would that be such a big deal for Satan? You know, he could take on a serpent. He can appear as an angel of light. A beautiful angel of light, yet he's old split foot. You know? So, these entities... have that ability to shapeshift into other things. It's all part of the deception. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting that he brings this up. I'm going to go ahead and let this play out. End of wisdom. Que amanezca. Let the morning come. Let the dawn come. See, he wants, he wants these ancient men, these men of wisdom. They think that they're, when this happens, that the world is going to go into this utopian era and all the problems are going to be fixed and mankind's going to live in unity and peace and that is total garbage. There will be no room for Bible-believing Christianity because Bible-believing Christianity, the way it teaches you get to heaven, is exclusive to that religion. There's only two religions on the planet. There's Bible-believing, Christianity. You're saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I know, you know, obviously, if you don't know the salvation through Jesus Christ, click on the salvation tab at contendingfortruth.com. And then there's all the other isms and religions. Catholicism, Mormonism, Taoism, Hinduism, Buddhism. You could go on and on and on. And every other cult, and every other lukewarm religion on the planet. Or a lot of those, Christianity would fall into that. Lukewarm Christianity. Those all are works-based. So there's only two religions on the planet. 
You're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then there's all your isms, which are works-based. Even Satanism. You're going to go get to rule and reign in hell with Satan. The worse you are, the better. All works-based. Now, works will follow salvation. I can show you my, my you know, salvation by my works. The Bible talks about that. But you can't put the cart before the horse. You can, which is what most people do. They're trusting in their works to get them to heaven. Not the blood of Jesus Christ. Not his death, burial, and resurrection. And faith in that to save their souls. No, they're trusting in their own works. So, he wants these men of wisdom to come. So I am here with you giving you this message right now is not to be afraid and take this message and spread it throughout the world. So in other words, don't be afraid about December 21st, 2012. Don't be afraid. Now, if tomorrow there's something that's going to happen, and I, I want to get this teaching up tonight, that about regarding, uh, and we're going to talk about this in a second, but regarding a galactic alignment or whatever that they talk about. You have to understand, occultists are very, um, do things with astrology being many times at the center of how they will work witchcraft. Full moons, pagan holidays, summer and winter solstice, all this stuff. Certain nights they'll do high human sacrifice. Certain nights they'll do other types of debauchery in order to get the most effect. It's like bang for their buck, witchcraft-wise. And astronomy plays a gigantic part in it. This is why the Bible condemns it. Not astronomy, like the study of the stars and the planets, but astrology, which is where you involve witchcraft into how you practice witchcraft, essentially. You, you involve the, the, the stars and the seasons and the, and the dates and the times and those types of things. In, that's where you cross the line. So, I think there's some significant things coming up. I do think December 21st is a significant day. You have um, Yule at that point as well. Okay, so you've got December 21st is the winter solstice. Um, which is the shortest day of the year, which is high, highly significant, tied in with Xmas, the birth of the sun god, Tammuz, not the son of God, Jesus Christ. Okay, I've done many studies on that. If you don't believe that, just key in Xmas or Christmas in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. A lot of very significant things coming up in the next month. This month. I mean, hey, let's face it. Good old Hollywood's prepared us this, for this for a long time with the whole, all the movies about the end of the world, 2012, and, you know, all this stuff. Whereas the Mayans aren't even saying it's the end of the world. Here's another one. Another, and I'm not going to play this, but another Mayan shaman elder confirms December 21st is not the end of the earth. You can click on it and listen to it if you like. Here's another one, and I'm just going to play a couple clips from this. This is another Mayan shaman explanation of what will happen on December 21st, which ties in with what the first guy said um, about the return of the ancestors and the men of wisdom. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and roll this one. We knew that on the December 21st to the 23rd we knew that there would be this 
So from December 21st to December 23rd, there's also a planetary alignment on top of the end of the Mayan calendar, on top of it being winter solstice, on top of Xmas coming up on the 25th, on top of the whole Yule thing, which is another part of the whole pagan summer solstice or winter solstice thing. Okay, you've got all this going on at once, so let's continue. We knew that the, the energy would come from the center of the galaxy to the Earth. But it would only last about eight minutes. Now remember, an occultist will harness, try to harness energy when there are certain galactic or star or moon phases, alignments, those types of things. Now, you could say, all oh, that's all garbage. Well, listen, there, there is benefit to witchcraft. They don't do all of this stuff by the calendar um, with all of the different sacrifices and things like this for no reason. They're doing it to try to maximize the benefit of whatever incantation, witchcraft working they're trying to perform. Realize that for these eight minutes you would have a very high level of consciousness. So he's saying that in the midpoint on this December 21st to 23rd, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying here's what they're saying is going to happen. Okay, which I guess would put this on the 22nd. There's going to be eight minutes where everybody uh, supposedly on the planet has some type of consciousness awaking for eight minutes. Okay, now, I'm not saying I buy into that. The point I'm trying to make here is that Maitreya says on his day of declaration, on his own website, his own United Nations sponsored website, where he says... I am the coming awaited savior to all religions. I am the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists. I am Krishna, Krishna to the Hindus. I am the Messiah to the Jews. I am the Christ to the Christians. And I am the Imam Mahdi to the Muslims. The five major religions on the planet. He claims to be that. It's United Nations sponsored. The United Nations put up the website originally. He says that on the day of declaration, that everyone will telepathically, essentially, hear him. It reminds me of this. Okay, look, to, to do this justice, and again, I'm, I'm using this as a comparison to what the first shaman talked about, where he's looking for the men of, you know, the ancient men of wisdom and whatever. These would be the gods of old, essentially, is what they're looking for. These would be literally, what these Ascended Masters claim that they are. The second guy is saying that between December 21st and 23rd, because of this cosmic alignment, and because of the, the massive witchcraft that is going to go on, of course they call it praying, and because of the way that they're going to supposedly focus this energy into these pyramids that they've got, particularly in Mexico, that there's going to be supposedly like this eight-minute window where, you know, we're going to have all of this revelatory things going on in our, in our own life. And I'll explain that in more detail. It reminds me of Maitreya's declaration, Day of Declaration. Now, whether Maitreya's Day of Declaration occurs or whether this occurs coming up, it's my job as a watchman to warn you. I think in, at some point, though, this type of phenomenon is going to occur on a mass scale. Now imagine if you had this in conjunction with massive UFO sightings. The little green men finally have come out to play. 
you know, and now they're here and they, they're going to tell us their intentions. The Ascended Masters being their leaders. Now, this coming on the heels of, let's say, World War III, and they make their big debut saying, you know, listen, we come as men of peace, your little science project, we want to straighten things out. We're going to broker a peace deal with Israel and the Middle East for seven years. We're going to confirm the covenant with many for a week, for a seven-year period, like the Bible predicts. And we've got this fleet of, you know, UFOs at our disposal. We are the gods of old. We are your creators. What if they did that? I mean, the greatest deception the world's ever known is coming. And Hollywood, it's not like Hollywood hasn't spent, you know, billions upon billions upon billions of dollars to brainwash us toward this very thing potentially happening. I'm sure nothing will come of it. Nothing. Maybe it won't. But, you know, I feel as though, because I'm a watchman, it's at least my duty to warn you in case it does happen. So you're not caught unaware, so you're not destroyed for lack of knowledge, so you're not ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of you. Tell you what, if Satan doesn't have any plan, endgame for all of this stuff, it kind of seems stupid to me. Why would he have wasted his time and his resources and his people and his money on promoting this if nothing's ever going to become of it? It's not like the Christian church has done anything to say, oh, this is going to happen or that. And they have, they've been pretty much silent about it. So, the Day of Declaration for Maitreya. At the earliest possible moment, Maitreya will demonstrate his true identity. On the Day of Declaration, the international television networks will be linked together and Maitreya will be invited to speak to the world. We will see his face on television. But each one of us will hear his words telepathically in our own language. As Maitreya simultaneously impresses the minds of all humanity. Even those who are not watching him on television will have this experience. Can you imagine if this happened on a mass global scale? Well, what this guy's talking about in this last video is basically the same type of phenomenon going on. Eight minutes, where we're going to have this eight minutes of supposed clarity. Who knows what's going to be spoken in? Now, I believe if you're a real true born-again Christian, I don't believe you're going to be susceptible to this. God's perfectly... Capable of protecting his own. But can you imagine if the born-again Christians were the only ones on the planet that, you know, weren't deceived by this? Can you imagine a shift, the paradigm shift, as, they like, as the New Agers like to talk about, that would happen overnight in the minds of the unsaved masses of the world? You know, I could see how Christian persecution could start up real, real quick on a mass scale if that happened. If the message was, you know, you need to do, and everybody's like, oh, I've never felt such peace, love, and joy. Hey, Satan can appear as an angel of light. It's no marvel that his ministers can appear as ministers of righteousness. It might be the most tingly, wonderful, you know, feeling you've ever had on the planet. But remember, that's your heart. And the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 28, 26. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12 and 16, 25. So, my heart is irrelevant. If my heart is feeling something that contradicts the word of God, don't trust your heart because it will deceive you. You know, all these commercials they have, these garbage commercials they'll have. Oh, just trust your heart. 
It'll never fail you. It'll always fail you. I mean, unless you're saved and you're trusting in the truth. Anyway, so we will see his face on television. But, but each one of us will hear his words telepathically in our own language. I mean, this guy's good. I mean, come on. I mean, if you can pull this off. Not good, but I mean, he's, you know, pretty impressive. From a satanic standpoint, as Maitreya simultaneously impresses the minds of all humanity, even those who are not watching him on TV will have this experience. At the same time, hundreds of thousands of spontaneous healings will take place throughout the world. In this way, we will all know that this man is truly the world teacher for all humanity. Wow. Can you imagine then if you have the healings on top of that? Ooh, boy, those Catholics are going to go for that big time. Guess who they say Matreya is coming back with? A guy named Master Jesus. Or Esau Sananda Emmanuel. Just key in Master or Jesus in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Yeah, and it's funny. He's the same guy that the church has hanging all up in all the churches all across the world. Any church you almost go into. Doesn't even matter the denomination. He's that long-haired, Adonis-looking Jesus. Who gave us those pictures? Michelangelo, through the Catholic Church. Oh, you mean those weren't a first-hand account of what Jesus really looked like? No, they're not. We don't know what Jesus looked like. And it was made that way on purpose. The Bible says that there was no beauty in him that we would even desire him. And yet you got this, you know, these these glowing, long hair, Adonis-looking pictures. of. Je- I mean, I'm sure if you saw him now, in the form he's in now, you'd just probably drop dead die. <laughs> I mean, he'd be like so amazingly, awesomely wonderful, you couldn't even handle his glory. Okay, but I'm talking about when he walked the earth. So, yeah, the, the Master Jesus just so happens to be the one that says he's coming back with Maitreya. And he says he's the one that's going to take over the mantle of all the, quote, Christian churches worldwide. The big global 501c3 corporate network that 99% of all churches fall into now, they will have to make a choice to either be assimilated into the system or get out, but it will be pretty pretty nasty process to get out probably. That's why I say get out now if you can. When you can. Not if, but when. When you still have a chance. And supposedly he's going to rule from the Vatican using the Catholic Church as the backbone to assimilate all the other, quote, Christian religions into the mother whore church, as she loves to refer to herself as. It's going to include all denominations worldwide, Christianity-wise, other than the ones that just refuse. But I don't think you're going to see a lot of... I think that there's. this is going to be going on on a mass scale. Remember... For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Having pleasure in unrighteousness and having no love for the truth is the norm in the church now. In the so-called lukewarm church. That's the norm. That's not the exception. So if you've got a guy coming, and all of a sudden, telepathically, they're hearing him, and even if they're not watching them on TV, they're hearing them in their language. And all of a sudden, there's all these spontaneous healings all over the planet. Did you hear Margie got healed? Yeah. She doesn't have cancer anymore. She grew another leg, or Bob grew an arm, or whatever's going to happen. Remember, 
Remember, in the Bible, it says, Jesus said, be not deceived, particularly regarding the end of the times that we're moving into. And how were the whole and how is the whole world going to be deceived primarily with the Antichrist and the false prophet? What are the what are the what are the methods? Lying, signs and wonders, and miracles. Miracles, lying, signs, and wonders. Those are the primary way that the Antichrist and the false prophet in the Bible. If the Bible predicts they're going to deceive every, hey, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Jesus Christ said that. That's why we don't seek after signs. That's why we only rely on the Word of God. And if it contradicts the Word of God, then, you know, that's your filter. That's the anvil of truth you judge everything else by. Do you see the deception that is potentially on the horizon here? Whether it's Maitre or whatever. I see that deception playing out in one way, shape, or form when the Antichrist the false prophet, regardless of who they are. And most people that name that call themselves Christians are going to fall for it hook, line, and sinker. Jesus Christ said, if it were possible regarding this time, they, and in this particular case, the false prophets and these types of things, they shall deceive the very elect. That's why truth is so important. Jesus Christ said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And then you get the benefit of the next part of the verse, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Most people just quote the second part of that. No, it's if you continue in my word, which is what I'm always trying to point people back to. His word, continuing in his word. So, can you imagine (laughs) this going on? Now, imagine that maybe this is on the heels of a cataclysmic event worldwide. Maybe, let's say, pandemics, World War III, major earthquakes, tsunamis. Who knows? Who knows? Then people will really be desperate. Now, this thing going on on December 21st, and some things going on this month, may be a precursor to things that are going to happen like this in the near future. So I'm just telling you, be on guard. Um, Now, we have listened to... Okay, hold on. Let's let this guy talk a little bit more. Uh, Yeah, let's let him talk a little bit more. You would realize all the errors of your ways and everything that's going on in your life. But the earth would return and recuperate its vibration. Okay, so for this eight minutes, you're going to realize all the errors of your way and, and, and all this other stuff. You know, if that's the case, if that's really true, why wouldn't we all turn to the Lord Jesus Christ in unison and all get saved? See, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And so we begin to forget. We're going to get to forget to uh, begin to forget our eight-minute pagan brainwashing session. And so we were going to use these pyramids. So when this vibration arrives to the earth, it remains trapped. So they're going to use their supposed whiz-bang pyramids that their ancestors built to trap this vibration. And I think he says for like three months so that people will be brainwashed for a much longer time period. Now, these are things we should be praying against because what he's talking about here is mass witchcraft invocation. Okay? I wouldn't have even known to pray about this had I not seen this video. And again, it's important that we pray about this to combat this. 
de tiempo. From a lot of time. Sí. Y esta vibración mantiene la conciencia despierta. And this will allow us to maintain the awakened consciousness. Because we got to maintain that awakened consciousness. I mean, you know, that's absolutely imperative. Okay, so let's go to the next part. Um, Anyone else have a question? What happens after the Lady asked, what happens after the change in consciousness? This eight-minute shift, and supposedly they're going to amplify through their pyramids. Whatever, New Age garbage. But, I mean, you know, I don't... From, from a New Age standpoint, from a Satanic standpoint, you know, there may be some truth to that. You know, but... And again, that's why I'm warning you about this stuff. So she's asking, what's, what's going to take place after the shift in consciousness? Realmente, vamos a... A tomar really, we're going to uh, take this consciousness. Pero es como de repente te surge una idea. It, but it's like suddenly having an idea. Esa idea la en tu mente un rato. And this idea you have in your mind for a little while. Si no la a cabo, if you don't bring it to fruit, la idea a pasar y, y the idea loses its force and kind of okay. falls away. Así es el, la alineación y el despertar de conciencia. So this is this works the same way with the alignment and the change in consciousness. Dura como ocho minutos. It's going to last eight minutes. La gente va a decir, wow, sí es cierto, vamos a vivir en paz. And people are going to say, oh wow, it's true, we're going to live in peace. Pero si no hacemos nada, but if we don't do anything about it, va a pasar así como que tuvimos una emoción nada más. It'll feel like we just had an emotion, that's it. Con estas pirámides que estamos creando, With the pyramids that we are creating, vamos a tratar de que dure como tres meses más o menos. We're going to hope that it allows the vibration to stay for at least three months. I'm not exactly sure, exactly sure why. They're, they're talking about they're going to create these human pagan pyramids or something. I mean, this is, this is so far out there in left field. I mean, it's, it's out of control. But, again, this is another Mayan shaman saying what's going to happen on that day. So I wanted to give you kind of a broader perspective on what the Mayan shamans are saying, because supposedly this is their big their big day, you know. So, but obviously along the way, giving you biblical uh, insight into what I think is going to happen. So we can establish the consciousness. So people can have time to create social groups. Create plans. Create plans. And begin to create another way of living. This is the awakening. So this is the awakening. Okay, and this is from a new age standpoint. They've been waiting for this for a long, long time. This global awakening. And it's not good. Now, this dovetails into this other article that I found. Oh, I mean, there's so much stuff about earth changes right now on various websites. There's no way I could possibly report on them all. There's so much, the, the uptick in earthquakes alone is off the scale, globally. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin. And this came out recently, Planetary Alignment with the Giza Pyramids. Now remember, he mentioned these pyramids on December 3rd, 2012, which is tomorrow. Okay, so... What will happen in the night sky over Giza mimics the layout of the pyramids of Giza. The fact is that the planetary alignment matches exactly the layout of the pyramids at Giza on uh, December 3rd, 2012. And this will happen just 18 days before the 21st or the, uh, of December, which is the end of the Mayan calendar. And you have a 18, 6 plus 6 plus 6 equals 18. So there may be some very heavy-duty occult significance 
with some things going on this month from a astrology standpoint and what pagans and witches and warlocks and occultists are expecting. And it may I think this is a month they're really looking to to do some really heavy duty serious witchcraft. Uh, which would be all the more reason for us to get on our knees and pray against that witchcraft. Um, because, you know, obvious for obvious reasons. You're going to have a alignment over the pyramids of Giza of Mercury, Venus, and Saturn. And um, the planetary alignment that will take place on December 3rd is a dead alignment, a dead on alignment with the pyramids of Giza. It will take place one hour before sunrise at Giza. Now, Jesus Christ said, Luke 21, uh, 25 and 26, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and waves roaring. Now this is regarding, you know, the the, the end times that, that we're moving into. This is what the time that Jesus was speaking about, essentially. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the power of heaven shall be shaken. So, now I understand when we get into tribulation, that's when you really see things, you know, let go in that regard. But we are going to see, you know, like the birth pangs of that leading up to that point. And I think this is what we're talking about now. So, is it possible that the Giza pyramids were built to honor or warn about a specific time uh, marked by this planetary convergence? Positions of planets can be used as a perfect clock. Such a clock can mark a date and time in the past and or in the future. Also, it should be noted the planetary convergence, this particular planetary convergence, they're saying only happens every 2,737, 2,737 years. And it's different for at least two more cycles running the program forward. This doesn't happen again for over 28,000 years if you run that program backwards in time. They, they, and they give you these programs that supposedly you know are available where you can run these programs to confirm that these types of planetary alignments won't be occurring in those things. December 23rd planetary alignment can be verified by anyone who can use astronomy program like Starry Night which is one of the programs, and superimpose the night sky image of the three planets on December 3rd, 2012, on the image of the three pyramids of Giza. Now, I've been hearing about these three pyramids of Giza in Egypt for I don't even know how long, ever since I've been a little kid, and the potential significance of those pyramids, the Great Pyramids, regarding the end times. So who knows what might end up happening. One of the visitors sent us his verification of the planets and the pyramids of Giza image we posted on April of 2011. And he said, I just made this video which checks the alignment of December 3rd for those interested in the subject. So if you want a little more verification, there's some stuff there. Now, again, they're not approaching this from a Christian standpoint. They're just saying, okay, from an astrology standpoint, from an astronomical standpoint, here's what we're seeing. And I know if a occultist was looking at, that would have a very, very high significance, just like December 21st is going to have a very high significance. So, we've got two major different events going on in December. So, that's kind of wacky, you know. And so, I just thought these were, were some interesting things that, uh, that we're going to be running up against here. Okay, so let's go to the next report, and it's entitled, What's Going On at Yellowstone? And remember, this is just kind of a general overall compilation of a lot of different earth change stuff that's going on. 
Uh, readings at the Norris Junction Yellowstone seismology graphs are currently off the charts. Suddenly at 6 p.m. Mountain Time on November 28th, seismological readings spiked as shown on the second graph below. Um, you can click on the main link if you want to see that. Is the Yellowstone megavolcano reacting to the approaching cosmic alignment about to occur on December 3rd, 2012, which is tomorrow? According to Discoverer's Discover Magazine's, quote, Bad Astronomy blog. Why would they name it Bad Astronomy? Anyway, that's the name of the blog. Um, according to this Discover Magazine's blog, Mercury, Venus, and Saturn will indeed fall into a alignment over the Giza pyramids on December 3rd, 2012. What kind of effect will that alignment have upon planet Earth? Could the Yellowstone Awakening be just another one of the many Earth changes that are now happening across the planet? There's multiple links to... A lot of the different things we're talking about here, if you want to explore them further, including an uptick in seismic activity in the area surrounding Long Valley Caldera in Long Ridge, California. Um, whether the Earth changes have anything to do with a rumor approaching Planet X is beyond me. Uh, I've done teachings on Planet X. You know, I, I, I can't say at this point on that at all. Um, but, you know, it is worth mentioning NASA, once again, has warned us that we have nothing to worry about. Then again, it sure seems like a lot of strange things are happening on our planet lately. And December 21st, 2012 is only weeks away as well. Okay, you see why I kind of want to give you a heads up? Because I really don't know, <laughs> between now and the end of the month, we could be in for a real wild ride. Uh, next report, massive sinkhole still growing in Ohio. It's four football ball fields long, 30 feet deep. Shut down, it shut down eight mile stretch of road. The most powerful earthquakes in the history of the United States happened along the New Madrid Fault in 1811 and 1812. Which basically, if you just trace the Mississippi River from top to bottom, that's pretty much what we're talking about when we say New Madrid Fault. N not exact, but it's pretty close. So, those earthquakes were reportedly felt for more than a thousand miles away. Scientists assure us that one day we will once again see very powerful earthquakes along the, the New Madrid Fault Line. Now, I've done other teachings on the New Madrid Fault. If there's anything I bring up, you can always do keyword searches at contendingfortruth.com, where I might have talked about it on several different occasions. Uh, it, and then it goes on to say, it's only a question of when it will happen. Today, the New Madrid Fault Zone covers portions of Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Mississippi. However, a major earthquake of a magnitude 8 or greater would likely have a dramatic effect all the way from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. When most Americans speak of the big one, they think of what uh, may happen along the coast of California someday. But the truth is, the New Madrid earthquake could potentially do far more damage. So is there evidence that the New Madrid Fault Zone is waking up? Yes, there is. According to Bloomberg, there has been a six-fold increase in the number of earthquakes that have shaken the central part of the U.S. from 2000 to 2011. A six-fold increase. That's pretty significant. Much of that increase is not like 6%. It's six-fold. So it would be like 600%. Okay? Much of that increase is being blamed on human activity, such as mining, drilling, and fracking, which is, does play a component. So, could human activity aggravate the fault zone so much that it could set off a truly history-making earthquake at some point? Well, the potential is certainly there. That is why so many people are so concerned about the monster sinkholes that have been appearing in the regions 
in the region in recent months. For example, a massive sinkhole down in Louisiana is now over 8 acres in size and has forced hundreds of people to flee from their homes. I mean, there's tons of videos on that thing, you know, uh, on the internet. And you can see a video of the Louisiana sinkhole right here. There's a link. Meanwhile, we learn that illnesses are breaking out across that same area near the Louisiana sinkhole as residents testify that, quote, every other household has some kind of illness that they're aware of. That's Now, that's not just from the sinkhole. <laughs> that's from the Gulf oil spill, which I covered ad nauseum in I don't know how many different studies. Okay, the Gulf oil spill, which is still to a certain extent leaking, they never, they, ne they were never able to properly cap it. There's all this oil they've sunk on the bottom of the ocean, which has created this gigantic dead zone, and the, and the animals and uh, plant life that is living, a lot of them have these unbelievable genetic deformities, and it's just un unreal, you know. Um, so with the Corexit that they were using and the oil itself, it was just like a horrific, gigantic mess down there. And it's still a mess. It's not like it's just the problems went away and everything's great again. So you've got a couple different reasons now, uh, particularly in southern Louisiana, where people would really have a, and not just there, but I think that's kind of like ground zero, where people would really have uh, some serious, serious health issues going on. Uh, let's go further. Uh, there's a link there if you want to see a lady testifying regarding the illness. Then there's an 18 foot deep sinkhole. Um, there's pictures of all this in, in the PDF that we're looking at here. Recently in Pennsylvania, according to a report. Over in Ohio, a giant sinkhole has suddenly formed that is more than 30 feet deep and is the size of four football fields. The sinkhole caused part of State Route 516 to collapse and authorities say that they will likely be closed for many months. You can see a video of the giant sinkhole in Ohio right here. You can click on that link. Are these monster sinkholes an indication that major changes are coming along the New Madrid Fault? Has reckless human activity awoken a sleeping giant that we should have never messed with? I know they're doing a ton of fracking in Ohio, too. When I was up there and visited, that's about all that anybody talked about was fracking. You know, and there was a lot of diverging opinions about it. Most of the people were totally, as far as I could see, were totally ignorant of the bad side of fracking. Most of them were just looking at the dollar signs. These are the ones I talked to. So, um, anyway, there's this gigantic sinkhole in Ohio. There's a picture of that. There's that 18-foot uh, sinkhole in Pennsylvania. I've got a picture of that as well. So there's some things that are interesting there. Now, uh, in conjunction with this, the next report is entitled, Is the New Madrid Sleeping Giant Awakening? Um... Two more quakes have just happened. Is the New Madrid fault zone waking up? It appears that the sleeping giant could be awakening with recent shallow earthquake activity in Edmond, Oklahoma, and in Illinois. Plus, there was a 4.3 on the Richter scale 10 days ago, which makes the question begin to fly. Could the New Madrid fault be gearing up for the big one? Um, when Kentucky experienced a 4.3 two weeks ago, it was felt across 10 to 12 states. Now, the full story is right there. Now, it segues also into... Uh, the other reason that this is such a big deal, or one of the many that this is such a big deal with the New Madrid, is an article entitled The Little Known New Madrid Pipeline Bomb. And this is not like made up. This is factual information. Here is a map 
of from ProLance Energy, your ally for energy. That's what it says on their little thing. This is the marketing and trade area, and they show their, I guess, pipeline uh, map here. And it's essentially all these different pipelines, almost every one of them starting in lower Louisiana, going up, essentially tracing the, the Mississippi River, you know, or close to it, essentially tracing the New Madrid Fault Zone, all going up into, like, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Uh, most of them end up there, okay? So they've got all these pipelines that are running along the same area. We've heard a lot about the New Madrid Fault. Despite the dangers and warnings, the area continues to be flooded, fracked, drilled, harped, you know, high-altitude resonance projection. Um, that's, we, we talk a lot about that with the... Um, the creation of the Sandy, the Sandy Superstorm, okay, um, and tornadoed with extreme weather fluctuations only escalating. All the while, this region is home to 15 nuclear reactors. <laughs> That's a whole other, whole other horrific thing to consider. 15 nuclear reactors on the way as well. I'm sure nothing could go wrong. Anyway, as if that's not enough, there's also a little-known factor that will really make your hair stand on end. And I hate when that happens. Uh, the fault zone is crisscrossed with major gas and oil pipelines delivering these volatile energy sources all over the United States. Here's another uh, chart. This is from Oil Gas Pipeline. Uh, the main production areas and pipeline routes for natural gas, American Gas Association. It's basically the New Madrid fault zone. <laughs> I can't see a worst-case scenario brewing in America. You know, if there's an area that's vulnerable, ah, this has got to be right up there. This company, ProAlliance Energy, delivers billions of cubic feet of gas per year through 19 major pipelines. Note how the pipelines can cross the New Madrid seismic zone. An earthquake in the middle of the country along the precarious New Madrid fault could have enormous fiscal and energy consequences. Virtually every natural gas pipeline in the nation is built over this fault. <laughs> Word. Uh, this guy named Geller says, and you'll see the explosion reflected off the moon if it were to happen. So, you got the sinkholes, you got the Gulf oil disaster, you've got the New Madrid fault zone, you've got this massive, gigantic oil and natural gas pipelines that mimic this New Madrid fault zone and the Mississippi River. We're going to talk about that in a second. You've got 15 nuclear reactors that are on that thing. You're drilling, fracking, harping. I mean, it's like, you know, Satan is up there doing everything he could on the planet to make sure this does happen. So that when it does happen, there'll be maximal death and destruction. Why? Well, because Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So, I, I mean, that's what I see uh, happen eventually. And, you know, it's not like we're, we're not deserving of God's judgment in America. So, I, I think from, you know, about the 60 million abortions and the, uh, you could go on and on and on. Uh, God's judgment, you know, could be very uh, severe. Next report, Mississippi River could become impassable in two weeks. Now, this is the Mississippi River, again, that mimics New Madrid fault line all, and all the pipelines. 
According to American Waterways Operators and Waterways Council, the country's busiest inland waterway is nearly too low already for barges to be loaded with coal, steel, and other commerce. And it is expected to drop considerably in the next couple of weeks due to the summer drought. And the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers moved to hold back water from the Missouri River. Of particular concern are hazardous rock formations near Thebes and Grand Tower, which threaten navigation when the water levels drop to anticipated near-historic lows. The agency said in a joint release, the rock formations combined with the reduced flows from the Missouri River will prohibit the transport of essential goods along this critical point in the river, effectively stopping barge transportation on the Mississippi River around December 10th. That's essentially a week away. The Mississippi's going to shut down? Oh, that's not a big deal. Come on. Just the main waterway for all America. I mean, I'm surprised that's not front page news, but no, I really didn't see. That was on alternative, it was like local type of thing. But again, they always try to suppress stuff like this. You know, the body count for Sandy. Totally suppressed. Hey, speaking of that, I'm going to read this um, letter I got from a listener and regarding Sandy. I, I meant to read it before, but I, for, I forgot the one day. Um, he said, um, I've got another report i got to give you. On the heels of Sandy, we got a bit of rain in northern Michigan. Not really a lot. Um, 20 to 35 mile per hour winds. Temperature dropped to the low 30s, and we got about an inch of snow in one day. Nothing at all, really. But here's the big thing. Most people around here have put their rain barrels away for the season, but mine are still out. The rain that came after Sandy was milky white. Oh, that's a good sign. I mean, nothing wrong with milky white water falling out of the sky. What's not to like about that? Um, A whole barrel full, plus all my buckets were full of this milky white water. Now, remember, I did an extensive teaching on that Sandy was an engineered Frankenstorm. Engineered on purpose. Via harp, chemtrail um, manipulation, all types of weather warfare technologies that the government has openly admitted they've had for decades and decades and decades, and I gave you all the quotes. Okay, so this would really, you know, confirm that as well, particularly if they're using any type of chemtrails, because that's going to get sucked into the vortex. And then eventually what goes up must come down. I took some in a glass jar and I put some lye crystals in it. And the water turned black. Now, this was the milky white water. Which is what aluminum does when it comes in contact with lye. Oh, imagine that. It's exactly what I said and exactly what they've admitted to putting in chemtrails. Aluminum, barium, ethylene dibromide, and all other kinds of garbage that they put in there. Why would they put aluminum in there? Because aluminum is plaques up the brain... Causes Alzheimer's. It lays across the synaptic clefts in the brain and basically short circuits you. Destroys your brain. Also can cause cancer and all kind of other garbage in the body. Okay? It's very toxic stuff. He put lye in this water and when lye comes in contact with aluminum, it turns black. And that's exactly what happened to the water. Turned black. Which confirms it was Heavy, heavy, heavy in aluminum. 
Who knows else what was in there? I make my own soap with lye, and if I ever wash anything aluminum with the soap, it turns the aluminum black. So he has, he knows what he's talking about here. Okay? Just like the rainwater did. Um, didn't know if that was what it was in the water, but kind of looks like it might be. Don't have any more samples. I poured it all out. I can't imagine why I didn't drink it all. I mean, come on, chug it. It's good stuff. You could bottle it. Maybe sell it on the side of the road. I'm just kidding. Teasing. Anyway, um, having driven a truck all up and down the East Coast for a number of years, those cities morally were one inch away from all mayhem that started just days into this. Um, I couldn't believe how dark and eerie those areas were becoming from a moral standpoint, and I haven't been there in about three years now. I'm not surprised to hear about cannibalism and every evil thing Satan could ever think of. I didn't take these days... I didn't take days for them to drop so low. They were already there. So anyway, um... Oh, and then he goes on to say, by putting aborted DNA, because, you know, PepsiCo and these other countries, companies like Nestle and these, they were, they were using the Summonex com- company that was using it for flavor enhancing. Okay? Supposedly PepsiCo stopped that. But I'm not still 100% convinced. Okay, I'm still trying to get to kind of the bottom on that one. I think LifeSite News is the one that's most up on that. I still wouldn't eat anything PepsiCo. Nothing. Nestle. There's other ones too. Tropicana, I forget. Anyway, I've done a teaching on that. On on the the, uh, fetal uh, aborted... um, Fetal tissue flavor taste enhancing that they're using in their products. Seminex is the main company uh, that's doing it. If you do any of those kind of keyword searches, you should you should find it on my website. Um, so this is interesting. He says by putting aborted DNA into the foods and beverages, they have already given people a taste of cannibalism, uh, whether they know it or not. See, this is why the Bible says we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's a good point. You know. What is all this thing with the zombies? Now, I've been meaning to do a, a whole teaching on this whole zombie phenomena because it's so, everywhere you look, it's in your face. Everywhere you turn around, it seems like. But what is zombieism? What, what, well, how do zombies get any kind of relief? Well, they're cannibals. It just seems like they're shoving that concept more and more and more down our throats. Satan's trying to get us to defile our physical temples. You know? Um, so, <laughs> this is a good point. By putting aborted DNA into the foods and beverages, well, hey, they, they, they also put aborted DNA in the, in the at least 17 vaccinations. MMR, Miravax, Verivax, the chicken box one. Those all are cultured off aborted babies. They admit it in the, in the PDR, PDR, physician's desk reference, that that's where they culture it off of. And you're getting that injected straight in your bloodstream? You think that might be cursed? Hmm. Why is it that they're, they're so bent on getting aborted fetal DNA into us? For us to either get it injected or for us to consume it. I wonder if there's any hidden satanic agenda with that. No, I'm sure not. There, there, there couldn't be anything to that at all. So by putting aborted DNA into the foods and beverages, they have already given people a taste of cannibalism. And then add in the vaccinations. And who knows what else. Rather, whether they know it or not, then throw in, in into that a desperate situation, and send a, um, 
Oh, and a lot of them will take just right to it. Meaning you throw a desperate situation into that scenario. You know, all you have to do is do the math. It's it's not a good particular sign. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. I wanted to go ahead and read that. been meaning to read it for weeks. So, last article. Uh, world waters turn blood red. Uh, Exodus 7.17, this is what the Lord says, By this you will know that I am the Lord, with the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the water of the Nile, and it will be changed into blood. Um, this is a picture here, starts off with a picture. Several popular Sydney beach beaches in Australia, including iconic Bondi, resembled scenes out of an apocalyptic film today after an algae bloom turned the water blood red. And I mean, this water looks like human blood. Red as any red water I have ever seen. It looks like human blood. I I mean, I've seen red algae blooms. I mean, I'm from Fort Myers, Florida. We used to have that red tide. No, no, no. This is... This looks like a... I mean, it, it... I, I've never seen anything like it. Um, patches of red algae, a natural phenomenon that can be exacerbated by certain weather conditions, were sighted between Bondi Beach and Maruba Beach this morning. Both Bondi Beach and Cloverly Beach were closed while authorities conduct tests in the water. And if you think this is a once-off, think again. Below is China's Yangtze River, which uh, turned mysteriously blood red September 7th of 2012, this year. Also, there's been a blood red sea in Russia. A lake in Chamarug in southern France, a river delta right where the Rhone meets the sea, turned also blood red, causing some panic. But fear not, scientists are saying that the color is due to a natural phenomenon, reports New York Daily. A high concentration of salt, taking the form of salt flats, caused the water to turn an eerie blood red in color, said French scientists. So, again, what's causing all this to happen all over the world? Is it natural, a warning? Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's exactly what goes on in the Bible where it talks about the seas turn to blood, but it could be a harbinger of that. You know, it is very weird stuff, I have to admit. And with all the other earth changes going on at the same time, I just thought, I don't know, I just thought I'd throw that in there. And the pictures are here on on the PDF. So, that's all I have for today. And I'll go ahead and uh, close this out in a word of prayer. I always want to also take a chance to thank all the people that have um, prayed for us and for this ministry and that have um, donated to, to the ministry, and, and I just thank God for all of you, because that literally is the reason um, that God has chosen to use that reason for the reason that we pretty much exist. God's protected us, but he's used my listeners, their prayers, their donations, to keep us able to do what we're doing. So I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you, and um, I'll go ahead and just close this out in a word of prayer. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this day and time you've given us. I thank you for letting us come together, Lord, and exploring uh, some more end-time-related topics, Lord. Uh, I praise you for your goodness and your mercy. I pray, Lord, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that you, uh, we would be faithful in putting on the full armor of God every day, um, um, doing that and applying that to our lives, Lord, uh, that you would use the body of Christ uh, wherever your word or your truth is being preached worldwide, mightily for the glory of the Father, for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, that many souls would be saved as a result of your word and your truth going forth. And 
I just praise you and thank you and we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.